Welcome to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Caravans, campervans, motorhomes and more. It's the place to get hints, tips and impartial advice from the expert himself, Matt Sims. Brought to you by thatleisureshop.com. Join us on the journey with Motorhome Matt. Welcome to a very special episode of the Motorhome Matt podcast. We're 100! Hooray! Who'd have thought when we were sitting in front of a black curtain just, what, a year and a half ago with one microphone, we recorded the first episodes of the Motorhome Matt podcast. Now look at us. Look at us. Look at us. We're rock stars. Our own studio. Rock stars. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got our own studio. We were in the shop. It was being decorated and painted, wasn't it? Mm. It's come on a bit since then. Yeah. I've got a few listeners now as well. It's great. Oh, loads. Over 100,000 on audio and another 100,000 well on video. That's yeah. 200,000. That's yeah. amazing. Thank you so much. And uh, we're up there in worldwide podcasts, aren't we? Yes. I don't know what number we are this week, but we were certainly in the top 200 globally. Which is amazing. There are two million podcasts up, by the way. Oh, it's more than that. Just to let you know. Yeah, more than that. Certainly within automotive, anyway. We were, I think, 190. Can't be bad, can it? Thanks very much. Okay, episode 100 is the Motorhome Map podcast with me, Keith Gooden. And me, Motorhome Matt. And it's brought to you with thatleisureshop.com. Today, we're asking the big question. The one that gets people quivering. What is van life? Do, do, do. Oh, is that, there it is. Is it as controversial as what's wild camping? 100 episodes in and we still haven't got a flipping clue. No. <laughs> when we asked about wild camping, the, the tectonic plates shifted, didn't they? Oh, the world moved. It yeah. did indeed. So <laughs> Thunder. Wh- what is van life? Well, Cheers. It's, it's a very good question. I'm still trying to work it out. I think it's different things to different people. Um, and so I thought, right, I'm going to ask a load of people what they think van life is. And we're going to hear from them. Yeah. Uh, first of all, though, it's episode 100. Did I mention that? <laughs> we're at the NEC, 17th to the 22nd of October. We're all going to be up there. We're going to be uh, recording some podcasts live as well. Please come along, say hello, take a selfie, shake our hands, and you never know, you might get a freebie. You might. Uh, you might or you might not. Uh, <laughs> Matt's on the expert advice panel every day. Yeah. How do people get tickets? Very, very easily. Go to mcshow.co.uk, enter the code MMAT and get a discount on your ticket. Oh, Muck Show. Muck Show, yeah. <laughs> it's that farming show in Birmingham again. It's sold out it's every every year now. It, it sells out on certain days. So as we record this, there are tickets available, but it, undoubtedly, I'm sure, will sell out again over the weekend. So Hon-dutedly. don't hang around. Hondutedly, that's my Scottish accent. Hondutedly. Go to mcshow.co.uk and enter the code MMAT. We're at podcast stand 9.32B. We're right at the entrance of Hall... Nine. There you go. There's a clue in the stand number. Speaking German again. (laughs) And don't forget as well, uh, that leisure shop are there. The Maypole at that leisure shop stand. We will be selling a range of security products, uh, motorhome and caravan covers, a whole load of battery and electrical products as well for your motorhome or caravan. So go and see those guys as well. Fantastic. What is your product of the week with thatleisureshop.com? Oh, well, it's got to be at this time of the year, control. This stuff is genius. With a K? With a K, yeah. You'll shake your control at me. (laughs) So this stuff will uh, absorb the damp. 
Uh, it's called a moisture trap. Uh, and you buy these little plastic boxes and you can buy the bags of top-up crystals. I think there's one behind me if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, and uh, you just top the boxes up and it avoids uh, getting damp in your motem. So it genuinely does absorb all the water in the air. I've been keeping them through the winter in some of my cars, the ones that break down, you know. You know the ones. Some of his cars. <laughs> yeah, they're really old and cheap yeah. and broken. Uh, but putting these in, they go really mouldy in the winter, and this stuff's amazing. I thought it'll never work. Blooming does. It, how much is it? Uh, well, this little pot here is two forty nine. Cheap as well. Yeah. So the, they're literally pounds, five, ten pounds, me on the size of the little pots you buy. But these little ones are great for inside the cupboards and wardrobes because if you don't leave the cupboards open, the moisture and condensation is going to build up. Uh, and these really do a great job. So, yeah, we, we sell loads of these at this time of year. Damp is your enemy in a motorhome or caravan, or it even is. a van, which we're talking about today. It is the Motorhome Matt podcast. I'm Keith Goodham. And I'm Motorhome Matt. All brought to you in association with thatleisureshop.com. <laughs> so, the main bit of the podcast today, what does van life mean to you? What are the core principles or values that define van life? It's somebody yeah. who lives in a van, isn't it? Uh, maybe. For some people, that's true. Are you van life, motorhome mad? That's a good question. I would say uh, on the basis that I don't live in my van, I'm not van life, but I do partake in van life and I love it. So I go away in our van. Now, we happen to own a motorhome that's built in a van. It has a sliding side door. So it is a van conversion. Uh, some people would say, well, if I was in a coach built motorhome, I can't be van life. It's a motorhome life not a van life it depends how you define it and do you know what i think this has become a little bit emotive i've seen people almost getting bullish with this uh and it's got quite nasty in a few corners of social media where people cast aspersions that you are not van life or you can't be van life because and lots of different reasons and i was intrigued as to well what is van life then uh, I live in a bricks and mortar house, very proudly, love it. <laughs> we have a fantastic view and I love our house and I love our camper van as well, uh, or motorhome, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so it's a relatively new term. I think it was born out of Instagram. I think it was, is it fair to say younger people that started using the term? Is it fair to say people who don't want to be associated with the traditional view of caravanning and motorhoming? Could be, yeah, that could well be fair to say, yes, yeah, certainly. And possibly an, a term that's been embraced by those who perhaps want to opt out of traditional motorhoming, and they're certainly not a caravanner. That's a phrase that we've used before, isn't it? It feels a bit like an opt-out phrase where people are opting out of the traditional way of life so perhaps they've given up bricks and mortar and are living in a van that they've converted or had converted you know put a mattress in some cupboards a sink and shoved a chimney up through the roof you've got a van so that's van life but i think there are others who are in a factory built motorhome like me surely if i want to say i'm van life that has to be okay is that not okay I don't know. That's what we're going to find out uh, today. Um, but it's a new term, as you say, driven by Instagram, hashtag van life. It looks to me like it is another generation coming into the fold, passionate about uh, van life, motorhoming, yeah. could be even caravanning. But like I say, not wanting to be associated with the traditional view or some of the rules. You know, you've got to park there. You can't do this. You, you know, your awning's too much there. You haven't 
done your grey water properly or your black water? Isn't it just people saying, just leave me alone, let me get on with it. I'm going to go out into the countryside. I'm not going to do any harm. I'm going to leave no trace, but I'm not part of your gang. Yeah, and that may be true. And and actually, surely, if this adoption of the term means more people are doing exactly that, embracing nature, going exploring, and perhaps opting out of the traditional rat race, there's nothing wrong with that, surely. That's got to be a good thing. The Camping and Caravan Club launched their outjoyment report uh, last year, and the scientists proved that engaging with nature was really, really good for our mental health. So surely van life in that respect has to be a good thing we went around and started asking lots of people instagrammers youtubers people that live in their van people that live in a house and have a motorhome or a van i asked a whole load of people what is van life to you and how do you define it lindsay evans is the digital marketing manager at quirky campers Van life can mean so many different things for different people. Um, it's an escape from the day-to-day grind, the nine-to-five routine that most of us live by um, or think we need to live by. It's, it's everyday adventure. You can jump in your camper, head off to wherever you like, uh, even if you've only got a few hours and really make the most of your day and, and make something of that time that maybe usually would just go by the by being part of a normal day. It's a chance to reconnect with yourself without any distraction or stress. And even better, it involves reconnecting with nature most of the time as well, which can have incredible benefits for your health and well-being. And also it helps you realise what you really need in day-to-day life. It makes you think twice about all of the material things you may own and really bring focus on the fact that you really don't need a lot to be happy and to function. And less is more. And that is a huge benefit to van life. So that's Lindsay's view, but she's talking about anybody who's got a motor home who likes camping or goes caravanning or is a van lifer, isn't yeah, she? Quite well, absolutely, yeah. And why not? That's why not. I asked Cat Bird from Wandering Bird Adventures, the solo female living in a van. You can find out more about Cat at wandering-bird.com. I said to Cat, what's your view? This is kind of growing as a bigger and bigger topic of conversation. I think initially hashtag van life was you lived in a camper van down by the river and you didn't have a shower and a toilet on board and and you lived a very sort of simple life. I think now it's growing to incorporate certainly anyone who lives in a vehicle van of of some. So I live in my motorhome full time Mm -hmm. and I often call myself van life. But I think I use the term van life more because that's what people know rather than, I would tend to use the term motorhome life, but it doesn't have quite the same okay. sort of connection. So when I'm talking in an email or um, one of my blogs on the website, I might use the term van life to, to use, mean motorhoming. But I still think a lot of times it, it does mean camper vanning more than motorhoming. Yeah, so without some of the luxuries of a motorhome. Yeah, I think it just is more the van part of it. So I think there are a few festivals where people with a motorhome such as myself might not feel particularly like they should be there. And okay. I think there have been a couple of Facebook groups, you know, I think one with women with a van where people with a motorhome like, oh, am I allowed in here? And there's this sort of differentiation between a motorhome and a, a camper van. Yeah. Do you think there's a stigma then to those that are in a motorhome? They can't be van life. I think, yeah, I think there are, is a... You can't be van life if you have a shower and a toilet and a comfy bed on board. But I also think that there's enough of us who are like, absolutely, you can. Mm. The same thing is with wild camping or wild parking or whatever you want to call it. You know, if if you don't do that, you're not really van life. And I think there are some people who are very accepting of anyone. And I think there's a certain type of person who lives in a van, no matter what 
fan or motorhome it is. And I think you can accept all of those. And then there are some people who are very much, no, it's camper vanners only and only those of us who live off grid. And and I think, yeah, there, there are two sides to this argument. But I mm. fall on the inclusive one. <laughs> So that's Cat Bird of Wandering Bird Adventures, www.wandering-bird.com. That's wandering-bird.com. She summed it up, didn't she, really? When you turn up some places, you're not feeling welcome because yeah. you're not part of, as I mentioned it before, the gang. The gang, yeah, absolutely. It's not inclusive. And I just think that's really sad. For me, van life has to be about inclusion. It has to be everyone. If you think you're van life, you're van life. I don't think there should be criteria. But Kat made a good point there. If you've got a mattress and a big cooker and a bathroom and all the rest of it, it's different from living out of a van, isn't it? Is that hotel life on wheels? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but why can't that be van life? Cat lives in her motorhome and it's factory built and it has all those home comforts. She thinks she's van life. She's van life. For the people who are passionate about it, for the pioneers of van life uh, and not motorhoming or caravanning, haven't they invented something different? Yeah, possibly. Well, I asked Siobhan Daniels, the author of Retirement Rebel, Siobhan Shavoff. Siobhan's had a whole career at the BBC and has now retired. Uh, and I guess she's at a whole different chapter of her life to the likes of, of Kat uh, and asked her her view. What does living in a van mean to me? Well, it means freedom. It means I can be the mistress of my own destiny. I can go where I want, when I want. Also, I'm not bogged down with all the bills of paying mortgages and all the electricity and gas that I used to pay. So it enables me the freedom to live life the way that I want to live it. There she is, the lovely Siobhan Shavoff. Go and check out her book, Retirement Rebel. And Siobhan does live in her van full time. You know, in retirement, she sold her house and she's travelling the country, having a whale of a time, uh, opening all sorts of events and uh, attending all sorts of writer retreats and speaking at shows. Uh, she's living the dream. Steve Radford, he's the head of a family. The holidays in their van, they're at Roaming Radfords. They're quite famous in the motorhoming and caravanning world, aren't they? He's got something to say about this. What is van life? We look at van life like a movement, like a community. But some people can um, look at van life and, com and compare it to full-time van life, which we certainly aren't like that. What's your opinion? We've never been full-time van life. I would say that anybody who lives in a van full part-time, travels in a van, and by van I mean a van, a bus, a motorhome. A car, a tent. That's the thing. Van <laughs> life is inclusive, isn't it? Yeah, we've never really come face to face with anybody who has said we're not part of the van life community because we also like to support the van life community as well. It's not just about us being in a van all the time. I think the community aspect is really quite important. That's what it is. It's community. It's inclusiveness. It's, it's, mm. it's whatever. You can be in a tent. You can be in a car. You can be in a big motorhome like us. But it's, everyone is included. And we all love to go out in a field and just talk about the things we love. So that's the Radfords. Uh, something struck me there when they were talking about it is that everybody can be everything to everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. You can have any sort of vehicle and, and you're a van lifer. But you're not. 
are you? Because <laughs> van lifers are usually doing it on a lower budget. They don't, as we heard from Kat, you know, have a fantastic double bed which they uh, can uh, uh, disappear into uh, every night. It is different. And isn't the difference a good thing rather than everybody crowding around a new phrase and saying, I'm one of them, I'm one of them as well. No, no, I'm a caravaner, I'm a motorhomer and a van lifer. Why can't people just be different and accept that? Yeah, they can. And Steve mentioned tents. I mean, that's an interesting twist on it, really, isn't it? If you go away in a tent or a tent box, I mean, tent boxes have become really popular, you know, the tents on the roof of your car. Uh, I saw them originally years ago, thought they'll never catch on. <laughs> Wrong was I. Uh, you know, they're an affordable way of getting away and having you know, a camping experience with some comfort. Does that make you van life? According to Steve, it does. I suppose if you want it to make you van life, why can't it make you van life? And this is the point, really. This is why I asked the question is, well, what is it? I mean, it's inclusive. And I agree with Steve wholeheartedly. It absolutely should be inclusive. I think it's about a community of people that come together to do something which is really special and generates loads of lifelong memories. Uh, And it shouldn't be an exclusive phrase. Um, But it's interesting when you start talking about people in tents that they can be van life. Interesting. Jenna and Kath lived in a van and travel as a family of four at Slowly Wilding. So my name is Jenna. I am one part of Slowly Wilding. We are a family of four that have lived full-time in our van for two years now. And we're currently converting a big Mercedes Vario library bus to be our family home. I think that van life is the community and it's the freedom. It's the freedom to be able to live the life how you want, whether that's full-time, part-time, whatever. It's the freedom to be yourself and decide how you live, where you park up, what your days look like, and go on adventures with your family. That is what van life is to me. I suppose if you see somebody by the side of the road or in trouble with a a flat and you're in a motorhome or caravan and somebody's in a van, are you going to drive by and not stop and help them? I'd hope not. Surely not. That would go against the ethos of van life. I mean, the thing that's coming across here is it's about a group of people that actually want to embrace life. Van life, I think, is just is it just that transitional step into freedom that you find by going out into nature? Is that what it's all about? Is it about marketing and PR people and finding somebody else that they can direct their skills at? Yeah, possibly. Well, we're geared to that here. So we use the hashtag van life in all our social posts. So does that make us users of the term for our own gains and benefits as marketeers? I would hope that we give lots of information about which is useful to van lifers. You know, you can't please all the people all the time, can you? No, you you can't. No, you can't. Jack at These Wild Journeys has sent us a note, Matt. Uh, He says, it sounds like a typical cliche, but van life to us means freedom. And that freedom takes on a number of different forms. Freedom to travel is the obvious one. But it's also given us freedom to work less, to have more control over our lives and to take control of our work-life balance. We've got more variety in our lives now. We can live by the beach one week and then decide to head up into the mountains. We've been doing this for three years now and genuinely don't think we'll ever go back to our old lives of living in the city, working nine to five, five days a week. It's the Motorhome Matt podcast with me, Keith Gooden. And me, Motorhome Matt. And it's brought to you with that, leisureshop.com. Today, we're delving into the phrase van life. Who are van lifers? What is it? Are caravanners van lifers? Are motorhomers van lifers? As been suggested earlier by one of our guests, I've 
People who live in tents van lifers. You're saying it's all encompassing. Other people have said that as well. I've postulated the theory that maybe it's not all encompassing, that it's something new. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is new, yes. But what is it? And who does it include? And is it exclusive? And who cannot be included in it? So my name's Ash. I'm the co-director of Off-Road Events. So we do the Adventure Overland Campervan Show at Stratford-upon-Avon. What van life means to me, it's kind of like the best of things, isn't it? It's the freedom and the friendliness. And best of all, it's Mother Nature. There's no better cure for any of your ills, really, to be with Mother. Hello, Tom McGuigan here from the Adventure Overland and Campervan Show, Stratford-upon-Avon, racecourse. Van life, it means getting into nature. Very lucky, I've got a four-wheel drive, which is an old 1975 Range Rover classic ambulance come camper. And with that, you can get anywhere. You know, even going to a show in England, rain comes on grass, if you're in a two-wheel drive, wheels are spinning. But uh, so my advice, for what it's worth, <laughs> if you're going to go out and buy a camper and you're just starting out, if you can afford it, then go and buy a four-wheel drive. There are good second-hand ones out there. You can buy VW transporters or sprinters, great vehicles. So get out there and enjoy it. First of all, we heard from Ash McGuigan, co-director of Off-Road Events Adventure Overland Show. Then her husband, Tom, from the Adventure Overland Show. So there we go. We're a long way down our guests, and we haven't really answered many questions. I suppose the last word should go to one of your, well, favourite guests. He really does tell it how it is when it comes to <laughs> van lifing and motorhoming, particularly his toilet habits. <laughs> I think if you had to guess who this was and you knew him, you'd get it right. Yep, we invited Darren, the Urban Motorhome, to give us a comment. Darren was here recently recording a podcast with us. Uh, And Darren lives in his motorhome and famously resides in urban areas uh, when he's parking up. And his motorhome is not small. Definition of van life. I don't know. It's a bit bit of a fashionable term, isn't it? I mean, technically, I am van life because I live in a van. But then there's people out there that would consider motorhome not van life because I haven't built my van. I think it's a very, it's a term that can get a lot of heat for, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. You know, people can be like, well, you didn't build yours, you just bought it. You know, it's you just have money maybe or you just didn't build it, you know. So some, some of them consider themselves van life that have only built theirs. Me, I, I think it's like a just a fashionable term to that gets thrown around quite a lot so you think it's a term that can only be used by those who exclusively have built and converted their own van i don't but they do a lot do i mean i like it to be anyone anyone that does anything with vehicles i I would like to just just include everyone yeah because that is a community then that you, you everyone can be part of everyone's got stories everyone does things different ways so that works it's when people then start subdividing it. Oh, no, you, you, there's criteria to be in this. There's criteria to be... Oh, it's just a bit... Is there any need for it? Does it really matter? Does anyone really care? Does it change anything? No. Just do what you want to do. 
So that's Darren there, quirky as always. He's a solo <laughs> male living in a van at the Urban Motor Home, catching up him on YouTube if you can. Certainly a character in the industry, but he does tell it like it is. Like I said before, we introduced him, uh, Matt. So, uh, you were in Dusseldorf recently. Mm -hmm. uh, any answers to the question, what is van life from well, there? <laughs> as I said in that episode, I love the extremes of our industry. And I think it, I don't think it matters if you've got a transit van that you have literally thrown a mattress in and fitted out a basic camper environment, or if you've got something like a Morello or a Concorde uh, and it costs you half a million quid. If you choose to embrace van life as, a, as an overarching label, and let's face it, that's all it is, it's a label. And if you want to be part of that community that comes with that, that has to be fine. I think if you consider yourself to be van life, getting out into Mother Nature uh, and exploring and living perhaps a pastime that isn't perhaps what we do day to day these days, it's very easy to get caught on the hamster wheel uh, and just get exhausted chasing this kind of hollow dream to then get to an age where you retire and sit down and go, well, that was that then. And then that's it. You pass away. Waiting for Godot. Yeah, exactly. What a waste of time. If we if we focus in on this as well, some people, what with mortgages uh, going up and changes in lifestyles and uh, and the cost of living crisis, could be forced into van life, and they're yeah. very different, aren't they? Absolutely. So somebody who has, has a passion for a hobby, yeah, you know, living like that is very different to driving your half million pound motor home back to your bricks and mortar house and then planning your next trip in uh, a couple of weeks' time. It is different, but why can't it come under the same overarching phrase? of van life why does van life have to exclude either end of that market uh, what was interesting in germany as well is the boom in the number of adventure vehicles and they, you know they look like they really could go off road i mean some of the tires were massive nearly as tall as me really kitted out for getting off grid and you know i looked at them and thought wow that's that's van life right there and you know they're half a million pounds as well and and they're aimed at a market that's booming and has money but considers itself to be perhaps part of this this phrase and this label and this community and i think what's most important of all is that it should be an a phrase that includes everyone that wants to be part of it you know we're all sharing this planet we're exploring this planet in different ways uh, some of us have greater means to do it than others and if we choose to give it the label van life then so be it it's the Motorhome Matt podcast. I'm Keith Gooden. And I'm Motorhome Matt. It's brought to you with that leisureshop.com. It's our 100th episode. Way! <laughs> we made it. And it's our Q&A, our question and answers, where you pose the questions and Matt tries to answer them. So far, his uh, strike record is pretty good, 100%. Uh, Simon Andrew Woolley got in touch. Uh, do covers have a removable section for the solar panel to charge leisure batteries throughout the winter months? Oh, very good question. So it depends how much you're prepared to spend uh, on your cover. So for a motorhome or a caravan, there are manufacturers that will custom make a cover to precisely measure up to where your solar panel is on the roof of the vehicle. And you'd be selling it with the vehicle, of course, because it's unlikely you'll get another one in exactly the same spot. There are manufacturers that, uh, whether they're still available, I'm not sure, but where the back third, middle third or front third is unzippable to give the solar panel access to the sun. The problem that I have with those is the wind gets under them and can lift them um, and move them around. So I think if you've got a solar panel and you want to have it uh, visible to the sun, then you need to look at the higher end makers of these covers and they will tailor one for you. 
Caroline's in Port Talbot. That's how you say it. Port Talbot. Port Talbot. Port Talbot in Welsh Wales. Uh, what was the form you mentioned in your preparing for travelling in Europe? The one you said to keep with your V5 and travel insurance in case of an accident. I believe it was blue in colour, or as they say in France, bleu. Uh, do I need to send it off or can I download and print it? Great question, Caroline. If you ring your insurance company, they will send you this accident form. Uh, it's generally carried by all European drivers and they're self-carbonating. So yes, you could download one, but you'd be filling out two copies. Uh, one for you and one for the third party that you've had an accident with. Um, but your insurance company should be able to send you them in the post. Take a couple. It depends how good your driving is, I suppose. But it's always worth having one and one spare in case you mess up uh, filling out the first one. But hopefully you won't need it at all. Thanks, Caroline, in Port Talbot. James Golder is in Harlow in Essex. He says we've got an auto trail expedition 66 and the water heating on gas is a pain. It lights, then it goes out within a few seconds and keeps doing this until it trips. It trips out three or four times, but eventually it sometimes stays on. It's a whale underslung system made in Northern Ireland. I've phoned them multiple times and they have given me some places that they recommend. They don't have a ramp as they are call out. I'm hoping you can recommend someone who can sort this out for us. What does all that mean? (laughs) <laughs> so the Auto Trail Expedition 66 motorhome range, in fact the whole Expedition range, has come with whale heaters. These models of motorhomes have been very popular in the motorhome hire niche. I know many operators that have got them and most of them are having problems and headaches with these whale heaters. They're not been well received at all. Get it? Well received? Well received. Oh yeah, I've got it. I'm there with you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and and so lots of them are taking them out and replacing them uh, with other forms of heaters. So the only option I can suggest to you, James, is to go back to the dealer you bought the motorhome from, if that's an option. Uh, if you bought it new, it's going to still be under warranty, hopefully, uh, and get them to look at it and sort it. You are not alone. On lots of social media groups, there's people talking about these heaters. They are proving to be problematic, I'm afraid. It's one of those products that just seems to have come into the UK or into the market in Europe and just hasn't really been up to the task. There you go, James. Hope that's answered your question. Thanks for getting in touch. Anybody else got a question for us? What should they do, Matt? Just go to mhmp.info forward slash ask Matt. Click that little orange button and you can record your question. We love including the audio in the podcast. Please tell us your name and where you are in the country. Uh, Or you can fill out the form if you'd rather not record it and we'll try and include it and read it out for you. That's MHMP as in Motorhome Matt Podcast. You get it? MHMP.info forward slash ask Matt. And you can leave us a review as well. What do people do for that then, Matt? Go to MHMP.info forward slash review. Easy. Well, it's our 100th podcast, and I suppose we have to ask you to do a bit of sharing. Yeah, we would love that. If you think this has been useful, this episode or the other 99, we would love you to share it with a friend. The audience is really growing, and we would love to spread the word further. We've got to 100, Keith. Should we carry on? I suppose so. Hang on a second. What's this? It's just arrived in the post. It's a letter from the king! <laughs> Telling you to pack your bags? No, you're a hundred, it says. (laughs) And he's asking um, a question about gas. (laughs) (laughs) Unsurprisingly. I wonder if he knows what van life is. Yeah. 
Thanks for listening to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Remember to check back here for more episodes full of hints and tips and helpful advice. We'll see you soon for another Motorhome Matt podcast brought to you with thatleisureshop.com. Oh,